Hey guys, welcome to WWNT Nerd Alert. I'm your host, Joe Hogarty, and joining me tonight is Fedra Ekris. Hello, everybody. Jack McCarthy was almost on, but at the very last minute he couldn't make it. But uh, he'll probably be here next week, we're thinking, anyway. But I'm very grateful that Fedra is on. So we're back to our Thursday night schedule. Yes, good to be back. All right. So what we're going to do tonight is we're going to review Andor Episode 7. And Fedra actually has... Uh, how far are you with Andor? I got to Episode 6. Okay, so you can give your opinion about what you think of Andor so far. And we'll go over some news. But I wanted to tell you that uh, I did see Clerks 3. Oh. That, okay. did, are you a fan of Kevin Smith? Like, have you seen his stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's been a long time. I mean, I don't know if I'll still particularly like the comedy. I used to think it was, you know, raunchy and cheesy and, you know. So I don't I don't know how I take it now. I mean, back in the day, I mean, I loved it. Uh, I don't remember if I watched Clerks 2 or not. I know I saw trailers of it. Uh, but yeah, I've seen all his his other work in the past. Did you like Clerks 3? Oh, uh, well, I will start by saying that I, I was a big fan of Kevin Smith back in the day. You know, when he did Clerks, it was amazing. It was such a great film. And he did a lot of movies that I liked. I liked Mall Rats. Did you ever see Mall Rats? Yep. That was a good one. Chasing Amy. Yeah, Chasing Amy was okay. But you know what he did? Dogma. Is he, I only saw Dogma recently, and I just thought it was okay. I wasn't super impressed with it. Uh, Jane Sounds Bob Strike Back. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's just pure comedy. (laughs) Sometimes you need that. It's like a dumb and dumber for him. Exactly. But uh, And I did see Clerks, too, and I I liked that, too. I thought that was kind of funny. I mean, it wasn't as good as Clerks, but it still had the humor. But, you know, what I, I loved about him was that he embraced the nerd culture, you know, back in the day when it still wasn't really popular at that point to oh, embrace it. Yeah. But now he's not the same Kevin Smith that he once was. Uh, he's always been a kiss ass, you know, he's always like falls to like someone that's famous or a Hollywood celebrity, you know, someone like Mark Hamill or George Lucas. It's like, he can't say anything bad about them because there is heroes and and he you know that, that's kind of his shortcomings in a way is that like uh and ben affleck like he loves ben affleck he thinks ben affleck can do no wrong mm-hmm. and uh you know how i feel about that one <laughs> we could keep going <laughs> yeah i mean i i tend to agree with you fedra with ben affleck i can't think of a really good performance that ben affleck has really done Although I I do like his Batman. It, it's grown on me. Like the more and more I see it, the more I like it. But yeah, I, I never understood the love for Ben Affleck. Like they he got really big when they put him in Armageddon and uh, he became like this superstar and he was like people's magazine, sexiest man alive and all that. I just never got it. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Matt Damon, I thought was a better actor than Ben Affleck. Like they, yes. they, yeah, like they, they did Goodwill Hunting together. And, uh, you know, it was a decent movie. I wouldn't say it's a masterpiece or anything, but it was, you know, mm, decent I to mean, watch. Like, well, I think 
writing wise, as far as monologue, I really love the scenes between him and Robin Williams. I mean, that that should be played uh, when it comes to acting and film. I think it should be in in uh, a film class, you know, for for those that kind of chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it was beautiful. But overall, yeah, I don't I mean, the, the movie isn't Oscar winning or anything. It's not like, you know big time well it is actually <laughs> oh it is oh well my bad <laughs> well i think robin williams he won best supporting actor well yeah uh, that i think they won oscars for writing because they both wrote the movie uh i don't know who, if it won. who did ben affleck and matt damon that's how no they way, really yeah that is what set them on fire is like they i think they both kind of spent their money and um wrote the the story yeah, it's written by them. Uh, Gus Van Sant actually directed it. Okay. Yeah, so I, I need to see that again. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it, it, wow. It, okay, so it received nine nominations and categories of Best Picture, Best Director, then Best Supporting Actor for Williams, and Best Original Screenplay for Affleck and Damon. Okay. I got a good memory. My bad. Yeah, you do. No, not your bad. It's just that uh, I remember it. I, I saw well, the Well, and I know I'm kind of pulling the millennial by going and looking it up. But, you know, I feel like if we're talking about it and we have the technology, we might as well, you know? Hmm. Um, but yeah, what was my point? Oh, getting back to Kevin Smith, though. He's just not the same because uh, now he's just a pothead. And I, I always I bring this up a lot. He wasn't a pothead when he did Clerks and when he did That's those. True other movies and i always because i used to listen to his podcast too i used to listen to james silent bob get old and uh hollywood babylon and all that and it was fun it was so much fun because he didn't always want to be the focus he wanted to sit back and hear what everybody had to say so what but do you think changed about him i'll tell you what changed about him he did zach and miri do a porno yeah and that had uh uh seth Oh, Seth Rogen, yeah. Seth Rogen in it. Yeah. So Seth Rogen said, it's like, I can't believe I'm doing a movie with Kevin Smith. He goes, we got to, you know, smoke a, a joint together. And so Kevin told him, he says, that, that's just an act. He says, I never smoke. I never smoke pot in my life. You know, I've just, it's been fake wow. when you see it in the movies. And he's <laughs> like, oh, come on, please. He goes, you, it's my dream come true. He's like, can you just get high with me, please, just for me? And so, he relented and he got high and he got addicted and he got super addicted. Like he gets, he smokes pot as soon as he gets up in the morning. It, it's just constant. And I, I, I heard on Joe Rogan, he said, sounds that he, like me and fried chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I could just, I could just never <laughs> let it go. <laughs> you eat fried chicken in the morning. I mean, fried chicken is something that even when I was a pescatarian for four years, I was dreaming of fried chicken. I mean, that craving is something like, yeah, I mean, if you if you got me up in the morning and you were like, yeah, let's go get fried chicken, I would not say no to you. I wouldn't. You yeah, know, even yeah. fried chicken and waffles. I mean, I would just go do it. It's something about that, but it's not good for you. You know, it's terrible. But yeah, like I, I mean, I I do love smoking pot, but I will not get up and just smoke pot. Like no, no, that's just not me. I, no, I don't understand. I don't understand that that concept of just like. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. Maybe if I have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea with it. But I mean, to me, it's like, what's the point? Well, right to each their own. Yeah. 
you know, like for me, I never did it mostly because people tried to peer pressure me into it. And if you try to peer pressure me into anything, you were going to fail miserably. It, it's mm-hmm. like, again, that's why I've never seen Game of Thrones. Everyone's like, you got to see it. You have to see it. It's the best thing ever made. It's better than Lord of the Rings. You got to see it. See it, see it. It's like never seen it because it's like, don't ever do that to me. I think it has one of the best. Well, except for the ending has one of the best writings like Breaking Bad and The Wire. Uh, visually, it's beautiful. I mean, the budget was ridiculous. But I mean, I would have said that when it was in the first five seasons or first four seasons of Game of Thrones. But, you know, I guess now, like, all the hype is done. Like, I wouldn't say it's such an amazing thing or or oh, better well, than Lord of the Rings. I mean, they're separate. I understand the similarity of them, but they're not the same. Yeah, you know? but, like, my point is, again, it's like, if you're going to peer pressure me, it's not going to work. I, I've People have tried so many damn times to do it. It, it just doesn't work. But um, so what happened to him is he just started smoking pot just constantly. And like Rogan said that he saw him. He just never stops. He's constantly smoking. He's constantly lit. First thing he does when he gets up in the morning is he he lights a a joint. And then just throughout the day, he's just, you know, he's got to be addicted to it now. Um, But like and I've and he just changed. I could tell on the podcast he was he was more talkative where he wouldn't give other people a chance to talk like Jay is hysterical. Like just hearing like the stories that he did, you know, as like a teenager, it mm. just made the whole show. And all of a sudden we, we couldn't hear Jay anymore. Cause Kevin was so busy talking about himself and his family and things that nobody wanted to hear. And, and he kept saying how productive he was that like, now he could write like 10 screenplays in a month, like where before he can barely do one. And it's like, yeah, but you know, the crap, it's like, who cares? Yeah. It's, right. Are they, that's my question. Are they good? <laughs> it's quality over quantity. But for him, he, he says, look how productive I am now, but he sucks uh, now. He, like his movies can't get released in theaters because oh. no one wants to back his crap. Well, I, I just will, you know, not just because, I smoke as well, but it is a plant medicine. But, you know, like all things, you know, you have to have a balance and yeah. you shouldn't be using it as a crutch for anything, you know, and it sounds like that's what it is. I mean, I've seen so many musicians say like, oh, you know, I, I play better or I write better or I do whatever better, you know, under the influence of dot, dot, dot. It's a bunch of BS, you know, and I, I, I agree with you that, you know, it. It's really not working if, like you just said, they're not going to back up his films. At least if you had uh, a few options, at least there was good writing there. But, you know, I mean, maybe this is it. Maybe he's on to his next journey. I mean, maybe he should write a book. I mean, if he wants to really overlay his whole life. I'm I'm pretty sure he's written a book. Because, again, he's just so damn productive. I mean, he's probably got pens on his toes that he's like doing all this crap well, that he's, he's so, so damn productive busy. it's also he probably has a lot of time on his hands he right? does because he just you know? stays at home with his wife and his daughter and they yell at him and he does whatever but getting to the movie though it was all right it had one nice scene towards the end it was more of a serious movie but you can just tell that he's not the same director he once was first of all he's definitely influenced by cancel culture and the wall culture like he's 
he's so one of them now, like where Mm -hmm. even like Jay, he's not a misogynist anymore. He's more, he'll say the F word a lot, but like, he's not sexist towards women. And that's what made him funny. And that's what, you know, we used to laugh at it. It's not like we were like cheering Jay because he was doing that things. We just, we laughed at him because he was just such an idiot hanging out at the the quickie yeah. mart or the quickie stop, you know, and like girls would come by and he, he would say these ludicrous things to them. Uh, you know, again, we weren't like cheering him. We just thought it was hysterical that a jackass like that would say something like that. And it was funny, you know. I mean, sometimes and, they'd say stuff that's downright gross or vulgar. Yeah. But it 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 was refreshing for me because it was just like. I know guys like that. <laughs> no, I've I seen guys like that in my high school or or in college. And it's just it's just reality. Yeah. You know, I, I find that refreshing where you can actually connect to that because otherwise you're trying to paint this like utopia that doesn't exist. You know, like as we've said so many times on the show, like no matter what you identify, just be you. So, you know, showing that kind of character and that realism makes you get into that world and that's what got us into the life of jay and silent bob yeah and those are the characters we love and they just don't exist anymore they're just they're grown up and sometimes it works like when you see a movie about characters that when we first saw them they were different and then they kind of yeah grow up and um adapt to life and everything but you don't want to see that with characters like that, you know, because, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Dumb and Dumber, which they did have a sequel and it wasn't very good. But if they did another one and they got jobs and they had a family and everything and it just wasn't funny, it was just them having dinner together. No one would want to see it. And that's kind of like how I feel about his stuff. Uh, yeah, it's, it's basically, well, you know, that the main characters are Randall and Dante and, um, Randall has a heart attack and and that's what happened to Kevin Smith. This is his whole story. And so Randall realizes he hasn't done much in life. So he wants to make a movie and he wants to direct it and all that. And, um, and what they do is basically they take scenes from the original clerk and clerks too, and they make a movie out of that. And they're trying to finance it and all this stuff. And it's just not very funny. It's uh it's just very weak. And again, it, it's the only way you could see it a couple of weeks ago. I think you could see it through those Fandango events if you want to see it, or you can go to one of their road shows and see it. It's just that nobody really wants to back his crap because that's exactly what he's doing now, his crap. I don't know how much money he makes because he's selling merchandise when he's at these things too. So he's probably making some money, but if you just get off the pot, I still have hope that one day it's going to happen where he's going to get a divorce. <laughs> he's going to meet a nice girl because the one he's married to now is not a nice girl at all. And he's going to stop smoking pot and he's going to write something really good and maybe even get nominated for an Oscar. And we're going to see the old Kevin Smith back. But right now he's in a, a, like a carbonite freezing chamber as the old Kevin Smith. But I would say I would give it a four out of 10. And you know, like how, again, like he's so afraid to offend people 
like he won't do anything sexist in this movie. You know, he won't do anything racist, homophobic, which she used to do in yeah. all of his movies. All, oh, of, all of it. Yeah. All over the place. I remember. So the one thing that's okay to make fun of for him is Christianity. And that kind of pisses me off too, because the way he does it, I feel like it's almost like, you know, like how the, like a bully in school will consistently pick on this one kid because he won't fight back. That's what I feel like he's doing. Like when he tax religion, you know, a spe- specific- I really loved buddy Christ. I mean, I would totally have a buddy Christ in my no, house. But, no, I did too. I liked the look of it. Yeah. They, they used to sell like uh, those ornaments for car- cars, you know? Yeah. I, I almost I picked one adorable. up. It's <laughs> adorable. Yeah, I think it's cool, but it's not that. It's, uh, oh, you would flip out. <laughs> Let's yeah. just say. I'd probably yeah, flip out. Because you remember that one guy that was really into Christ? He was, he used to be in the Quickie Mart or the Quickie, uh, Quickie Mart is Simpsons. Yeah. Quick, quick Stop. But I know what you mean. Yeah, Quick Stop. I, I mean, it's been ago <laughs> but but do you know who that 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 guy is that character no he was very religious you know and they used to make fun of him because like he would carry the bible around and do bible quotes and all that stuff he's been in several of their movies and he's just his character is very religious so he he feels like he's to blame for uh, randall's heart attack and randall is being operated on and he feels that Christ has let him down. So what he does is he begins to worship Satan. And oh, he, boy. And so he prays to Satan to save Randall. And if he saves him, you know, he'll become a follower. And that's what happens, you know. And he wears all dark clothes. And now he And this in, came out this year, right? Yeah, this came out like oh. a couple of weeks ago. Such a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would you, just yeah. somehow thrown in there a little oh, bit. And again, there's a lot of stuff in there, you know, that they're trying to be funny. I guess they think that it's like, well, you know, this is really going to piss off the Christians that, you know, we're talking about the devil and hell and all this. Yeah. Uh, I also saw a trailer with uh, Black Adam and there's supposedly a character that is pretty much the devil in Black Adam, too. I just saw that. And it wasn't me who pointed it out. It was actually Julian. Oh, yeah. I almost so. saw that today, too, but I was so tired. I, and I knew I was going to fall asleep if I went to go see it. Anyway, I'm just going to end it you know, with this. Yeah. It, it's got one nice scene towards the end. I feel like the best character is Dante in the movie. Randall just can't act anymore because they toned him down. <sighs> yeah see it check it out uh maybe you like it maybe you won't but i just wish that be the old kevin smith all right let's get into andor so um so how many episodes have you seen like one through i got to five uh, i mean five. i got to six yeah six wait does that mean you saw six yeah okay Sorry. so so what do you think of the series so far we're rating out of 10 right you don't have to even read it at anything. You just tell me. Uh, I mean, overall, it's very boring. Yeah. Very, very. I'm looking at my comment and it says it's not dumb, but it's boring. That's it's, what uh, yeah, it's very slow. Um, <laughs> let me put it this way. I'm on my lunch break, you know, because I work from home. I know a lot of people don't know that, but now they do. And. 
I'm on my lunch break and sometimes Julian joins me and he's like, oh, do you want to watch something? And I'm like, yeah, I got to catch up on Andor, but he hasn't seen anything. And I'm like, yeah, don't worry about it. Let's go to episode five. You'll catch up, you know? And in the middle of the episode, he's like, where's all the aliens? I was like, what do you mean? He's like, there's only people. And I'm like, yeah, it's all about the rebellion. You know, it's all about the people now. He's like, that's not Star Wars. I haven't seen a single alien. Well, what about the galaxies and the planets? And I'm like, you know, you got a good point there. Uh, I don't know why I always go into Bill Burr's voice with, with Julian, maybe because he's an Italian. But, you know, it's it's like, I, I don't know. Like, he had such a great point, and it was just so messed up to me that he didn't have to watch anything. He could just go right into episode five and not feel lost, like com- can be completely caught up and, like, be still like okay that's it i mean even seeing you know miss good Nancy. point like with his little ragtag group that he's got andor yeah. over there there could have been one alien you know that, that he is, has a good point yeah i i really i mean i get that because in all the other films there are there's supposed to be different you know races and i was saying how come there's no different languages or, i mean i get that the no whole there gang, are no but see in the in the uh gang they were all speaking the same language. Well, I'm saying I was impressed with the first couple episodes when they were on that planet when he was a kid and yeah. they were speaking a Canary. completely different language. Yeah, and, that was cool. And no subtitles. Mm-hmm. I was like, I almost dropped to my knees and almost did the praise <laughs> and or, you know, <laughs> because I love when they do stuff like that. And they rarely ever do that in Star Wars. So thumbs up for me for that part. But again, it was just that episode. So it's like, I don't know if they're saving it on budget or what's their deal, but I, I've I've not been satisfied. I mean, again, it kind of feels like She-Hulk where it's just floating along. And then we have like one great episode, which was the robbery itself. And then that was it. Um, I liked the... I liked showing of the, you know, ancient ways and how they were... Uh, doing that sacredness and showing how the empire is like, oh, we'll just tolerate them. You know, they could just come here and do this thing, but we're going to control them. And then we'll just use them as slaves. It was so like, that's the, the essence of the empire that I want to see more because that's what leads into, you know, a new hope. And I know that this is all moving toward rogue one, um, at least that's what I'm thinking. I don't know how they're going to yeah. move this on into season two. They, they're moving it into years. So like yeah. when we get into season two, it might be like three or four years from now. So I, I mean, you know, the cast overall around Andor, you know, that was well done. I'll, I'll give the actors for what they got for, for writing and dialogue. I mean, I think they did the best that they could. Uh, I I did like the diversity of the the group. It bothered me just that there were no aliens and there was no like ang- like language or no barrier. It was more of like, well, who's Andor and what's his story? Where I just wish it was just more complicated than that, not just that piece. Um, you know, toward the end of the episode, I really liked the fact that we saw the other guy's true colors. Uh, Cause I always had that in the back of my mind when, it, when anybody uh, at least in films, when anybody starts to 
uh, what's the word? Not combat, but like. No, just like claim. Questions. Yeah, like claim something about him. I was just like, there's something about that guy. Uh, he's not as innocent as he's playing out to be, uh, especially when he started showing the tattoos. So when he like turned at the end, I wasn't surprised. Uh, well, I mean, for Star Wars, you know, because of what those mean in Star no, Wars. I didn't even notice that, to be honest with you. A lot of times I'm watching it and I get oh, some yeah? word that I, oh. I, I, I lose a lot, you know. I will say, like, Charlie really enjoys the series, but he was a huge fan of Rogue One. And, and we did argue about that scene last week because I still don't understand why he just point blank killed the guy. Just because the guy was like, you know, well, maybe you and I could take this money and just split. That doesn't deserve the guy doesn't deserve to die for that just because well, he had I, the thought. I, well, I think he was just like, if he doesn't agree, he's going to kill me. And, and then who knows what's going to happen to the other two. I really like that they had the kid because the kid really evoked that feeling of Luke. You know, it was really kind of chiming into that very innocence of the rebellion of like doing it just for the cause, doing it just for for freedom. I thought it was interesting that he was a writer. It's just like, oh, of course, <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it's sad that, that he had to die in it. And I also like the female character. She's actually in Game of Thrones as well. Uh, she plays um, if people have watched Game of Thrones. She is the girl that fights uh, Arya in the temple of uh, like the thousand faces. And that's such a dope scene. I mean, that that actress really knows how to do like close contact combat. (sighs) Like, I hope they show that because she's got some talent. And so they really like undermined it, uh, even in these scenes. I mean, I know that it's more of a gun to gun fight, but she can really do some really close contact fighting but maybe maybe that'll be in the next season hopefully we'll see her again uh because she's just very she's still very underrated and she was underrated in game of thrones too she was not a lead character and i'd i'd love to see more of her work um i'll say one thing i like about this series though is that they'll kill off main characters somewhat main characters somewhat yeah where in previous Star Wars series, they would never do it, you know, and it's like, it's like, okay, you know, I, I feel like, I think the acting is very good. I think the writing is very, well, maybe not the writing, I, the acting and the production values. I think at times yes. it looks incredible looking, Yes, but it's like, just give us a good story and don't drag it out and don't make it boring. And I think the biggest problem by far for this whole series is that Cassian has always been just a boring character and we're watching it because it's Star Wars, but he should have never gotten the series. I mean, do you think they're trying to do similar to Marvel is kind of weave all of these stories together? Do you think they'll maybe connect like Cassian to, I don't know, the Mandalorian and then Mandalorian to Obi-Wan and like do like, a big well, hodgepodge thing. They're different times. Uh, like where Cassian or Andor takes place, it's before A New Hope. And where uh, The Mandalorian takes place, um, it's uh, 
it's after I, I guess return of the Jedi. Is it even further than that? I forget, you know, but I don't know. I, but I'm with you. I just think it's, if I had to use one word to describe the series, it's boring, you know, and it's like homework for us. Like we're watching it because we want to say how we feel about it. And we hope things get better, but yeah, I'm just not into it. Um, but it's all, but you know, it's, I still think it's better than I I'd rather watch this than the book of Boba Fett or, or Obi-Wan because at Definitely. least they're, they're trying, you know, and it's like, they're not relying on cameos or, uh, you know, things that get fans going. It's like, look, it's Darth Vader, you know, or, or, uh, I, I forget who the hell was in Boba Fett. There, there had to be a couple of uh, big people in that. It, it's just like I feel. They didn't say too. It, it, it just at times too. It doesn't feel like Star Wars at all. Mm-hmm. Like the first couple episodes, I was like, just. It, it's almost like if you were to turn this on and you didn't see the Star Wars logo, you would not know that it, it was Star Wars. Which yep. sometimes is a good thing and sometimes it's a bad thing. There has to be a balance. I would say the another thing too is can kids watch this without falling asleep or you know, just zoning out? There's no robots or like you said, aliens or you know, fun things. It's all like just darkness and unhappiness and, and boringness. Well, I mean, I'll give it that at least it's not, there's violence, but it's not too heavy yet. And I can't remember who I was talking to, but I agree with them that if if one day, if they can make a really rated R Star Wars series, I think that would be really cool because, you know, they're really talking about very, you know, dark uh, topics here of nice, the Sith though. and the Je- and the Jedi, but I think it would be really cool if they did ever attempt it. I don't know if they will, uh, but that's where I'm saying, like, if you want to test those limits and you want to be graphic, you can do so, but just set those parameters because it is Star Wars and people are going to want to see it. And, you know, we always have to think about the kids and young adults, you know, going toward that. So, but I think that would be cool and make it more of a variety because at least this is toned down enough. You know, I, I'm I'm sure like at least also this robbery wasn't like the Wild West, whereas in like Book of Boba, it was almost feeling like that, like that like Western hijack of the train. Do you remember that 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 episode? Yeah. So, I mean, at least it's not like that. This felt more modern. This felt more um, space, you know, type type of vibe. But well, I mean, I agree with you. I'd love to see a rated R Star Wars. And, and if I was CEO of Disney, this is what I would do is I would fill a, a garbage truck up with tons of money, go over to Quentin Tarantino's house and just dump it through his chimney and say, Come on, dude. Just give me one Star Wars movie. Do you have carte blanche? You can do whatever you want, 
beheadings, cap- decapitations, yeah. you know, whatever you want. And let's just see how much money that thing makes. And people might complain and say, oh, it's too violent and all that. My kid can't see it. Don't bring your kid if it's a rated R movie. I just want right. to see the, uh, the most, you know, one of the most important things for a business is to make money and to be profitable. And if you can make a rated R movie and bring in a billion dollars, let's do it. Oh, I would love to see Tarantino bring out his, you know, 70s vibe and his, you know, samurai moves with the, you know, with the martial arts, you know, background that he puts in films. It would be great if we can show. I mean, me personally, I would like to see more background of the time when Palpatine and Darth Vader were pretty much ruling. I would love to see more of that. Mm. And if Quentin Tarantino can could come up with a storyline of that and showing Palpatine's beautiful strategic tactics with Darth Vader doing his fighting, you know, and surveying the galaxy, I think that would be such a great story uh, just because it would be violent. And, there, are books, and- uh, there are books out there like that. Oh, you know, like with Vader and Palpatine in their prime. Yeah, and I w- I would love to see those storylines because I mean I can't believe that it's only just a couple of Jedi's that went, you know, after them. I'm sure there were others that, you know, tried to go up against the rebellion at that time, and they could put that into a beautiful storyline. Yeah, and I will say there's not much to say about Episode Seven. Like I said, it's. They're all kind of boring in their own right. The only thing that happens at the end is Cassian ends up getting jailed for no reason whatsoever. He's basically hiding somewhere. He's on vacation and he gets picked up for some bogus crime and they sentence him to six years in jail. And uh, Where it's at? Kind of, what planet? Uh, I, I, the name of the planet. It's a really nice planet. It's like It's like a beach planet. You know, like, where, <laughs> like like Bali or like Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, kind of like Hawaii. You know, kind of like where the rich go to like just hang out. They got lounge chairs like down by the water and everything. But the Empire is there, and they're going at, against, I guess, rebels or you know. But do they identify him as Cassian? No, they just ha- he just happened to be walking along, and you're like, or, or he was running for some reason. Uh. And they're like, oh, why were you running? And he was like, he goes, I was just running. He's like, uh, and he might have been just running. And they're like, well, you're suspicious. We're going to put you up on charges. And they immediately take him to court. And this is the thing that bothers me. The judge is there, right? And she's she's eating pistachios. They are obviously pistachios. You know, she has to break the shell. They're green inside. It's and you know Disney is going to sell those damn things at Galaxy's Edge and call them something else. And they're just friggin' pistachios. Um, and then she also says, uh, you know, things have changed. Normally I would have given you six months. And I'm like, months? This is a galaxy a long time ago, a long time yeah. ago, far, far away. There should not be months, maybe cycles. I think they've said cycles before. But it just bought little things like that bothers me. It's like when I hear them say months, she goes, but instead of six months, you'll be sentenced to six years, you know? And he's like, wait, 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 you know? And that's how it ends. Is he uh, doing like labor or something? Or? Probably. Um, oh, it, it's just a kind of like a 
a little bit of a shocking ending, but yeah, it's there's just too many episodes and there's just nothing really going on that's really thrilling me and I, I'm assuming you too. Yeah, no. Hope it gets better. All right, let's get into the news. So Henry Cavill seems to be back and they want him to do Man of Steel 2 with potentially James Gunn or Christopher McQuarrie directing out. Christopher McQuarrie directed, I think, the last Mission Impossible movie that Henry Cavill was in. So you've seen Man of Steel. I remember you did. Like, you saw it after Batman v Superman. Yes, as well as yes, Man of Steel. I haven't. I have to go back and watch the Superman and Batman because I don't even. You, you didn't know. see it. I did, but I don't really remember much of the details. I think it was I watched only a it, couple of months ago. Yeah, and I watched it really late at night. I I shouldn't do that if I'm gonna pay attention to those. Well, but I'm I'm excited. I saw this like short video of, of course, you know, the man of the hour. You know, The Rock saying, like, it took years. It took six years to get Henry Cavill. And now we're going to do it. And I'm just like, of course, of course. Oh, did he say that? Yeah. I got to find it. I'll send it to you. I can't believe it. I'm like the eagle on this guy. Like, dude. Well, he did. Don't take all the credit, you know? Well, (laughs) the fans wanted Henry Cavill back. They, They really liked him as Superman. Yeah, I think he's great. I, I really think that he was the the greatest replacement that we could find, you know, other than Christopher Reeves. So, I mean, I'm very interested to see what he does next because I was very happy with his performance. I mean, there was a lot that could have been done better in that movie, uh, Man mm-hmm. of Steel, but maybe with a new director, it'll have a better approach. Oh, if James Gunn does it, um, I'm hoping that that's the case because yeah. it would be so much fun. I just hope he doesn't add like all of that, like pop music crap, you know, which is fine for Guardians. But no, maybe he'll do a different playlist, but like a playlist for Superman. That would be really cool. If he's doing that concept, I would love that. I think that's really super creative, like every almost like every you know, superhero has their own playlist. So if you ever did like a Thor, you know, film, then it would be like a playlist of Thor. Like that's I, I would inventive. Ha- I would hate that. I would hate, especially if like they would do like all those Superman songs that they did a few years ago. Like, uh, I'm not a man, you know, <laughs> you know, that's really it, you wouldn't. Okay. Oh, I, I would mean- be so pissed if, uh, and then that kryptonite. <laughs> It's yeah. you know it's like no i don't want that give me john williams again um but we'll see but i will i, I did want to say the rock was instrumental in getting him back because what's interesting is that the rock's ex-wife mm-hmm. is the rock's agent still and she's also henry cavill's agent um and the rock wanted Superman in Black Adam, but the guy that was like there, Kevin Feige, what was his name? Harada, Hamada. Yeah, Hamada. He didn't want Cavill or Superman in Black Adam. 
So the rock went over his head and went to the um, the heads of Warner Brothers uh, Studios, the, the movie making division. And uh, he said he really wanted Henry Cavill back. And so they said, fine. Yeah, sure. That sounds good to us, you know. So then they negotiated around Labor Day with Henry Cavill, his team and Warner Brothers. And they finally came to an agreement. And like a couple of weeks after they filmed that scene, the end credit scene uh, in Black Adam, which was really cool, you know, that, yes. that leaked online. So he, you know, I hate to say it, but he was instrumental. He is powerful, The Rock. Like he's kind of like whatever he wants. He gets like Black Adam was always a villain. He's like, no, I want him to be a hero. You know, he's supposed to be in the Shazam movie. No, I want him to have his own movie. So whatever he wants, he gets. And he's not used to hearing the word no. So he got Cavill back. So I'll give him credit for that for sure. Yay. <laughs> it's admirable of you that even, and I, I think that's very commendable in, in character, that even if you don't like or agree with the person, at least you give him credit where credit is due. Oh, yeah. No, if Ro- the Rock could make world peace. I'll give him credit, you know. <laughs> let's let's not take it that far. <laughs> I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> well, I, I mean, mean, he is from Hawaii, but yeah. <laughs> he's a, they've been floating his name around for many years now for him to run for president. And he has a, a pretty good chance of winning just because it's like a popularity contest. Uh, and, you know, he addressed it recently, whether or not he was going to run in 2024. And uh, he said he's not going to. But it's it's I can see him running at some point if, you know, his career starts to dwindle. Um, he would win. I, I, I do think if he got a good running mate, like they were talking about him and Oprah, <laughs> you know, oh, and uh, they probably would win in, in our society. Yeah, I could see that being a thing. And I don't think it would necessarily be the end of the world either. That's what like people on both sides, they get like way too crazy that they think that like once some, somebody sits behind the desk of in the White House, that they just start pushing buttons. You know, I, I think that most people that are behind that desk want to do the least damage possible while they're president. You know, and I, I think that that's oh, what it's not just them. Too. It's the entire administration. Yeah, the, the administration has a very certain outline and certain structure that they want the president to abide, and they will guide that president how they want it to be. So I, I don't ever think like every time they always say they're going to get this done and this done and this done. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope to God that they could do at least one third of what they're actually saying. And I say that for all sides, all parties. Oh, no, I, do I, too. I don't care, you know? So, I mean, even if the rock and Oprah, which I still think that that's very disturbing because they're both in entertainment. So I don't know, you know, how, well, uh, how Trump how, was Reagan yeah. was. Well, I understand that. Um, but they were, I guess, a lot older when they went into term. Right. Well, that's what will happen. But you know how it was. A couple of years ago, like people were flipping out with Trump as president. They're like, who could they're still him? flipping out it's years later? They're still flipping out. It's ridiculous. But they, I mean, they were like, like, get over it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they were begging the rock to run for president because they felt like he was the only one that could really win. And 
it is possible you know anyway let's we'll move on from that i am happy that henry cavill is back hopefully they respect him better yeah um so following up on that story that that guy walter hamada who did not want henry cavill back as superman i think he got fired or he left the company this week um he was there kind of like their kevin feige so they're still looking for someone to replace him, but that's a good start because uh, there you go. You should apply for the position. I don't want to do it. You know, I, I think that you they're actually give them hell. <laughs> I, I think they're on the right path right now. No, I want to be Disney CEO that right now, like Marvel is in way more trouble in DC, I think. Yeah. Um, and, I, I and I think that DC is on the right path. It's it's going to be a slow one, but it's going to irritate people less, I think, than Marvel is. Um, oh, this just came out, which I didn't send to you, but I want to get your opinion on this. So Adam Driver is rumored to might he might be playing either Reed Richards, Mister Fantastic, in the Fantastic Four movie, or Doctor Doom. So, what are your opinions on that? I don't know each character very well, but I would probably see that more with the Fantastic Four. Isn't Doctor Doom? I mean, yeah, the maybe yeah, the height, you know. maybe the height is accurate, but isn't he more wide, like really more like a stocky kind of guy? Mm, Driver's kind of lean. No, nah, not necessarily. I mean, it's he armor. could wear armor, I guess. Yeah, well, that's the whole do thing. A- Doctor Doom wears armor. You you rarely see him without his armor on. Um, I just think he's too ugly to be Reed Richards and Reed Richards is, is no raving beauty either, but I just can't picture him to be Reed Richards, but I, he's not pretty enough. Mm. He's not pretty enough for me. Wow. Um, I could see him as Dr. Doom, but I don't know if he'd want to play him because again, we rarely see him without his mask off. Although they might do an origin story where we might see him with his mask off. I mean, uh, Driver knows how to go dark. I mean, he played Kylo Ren, and that was, you know, a dark character. So, I mean, I know that he's he's really good at his acting, so I'm sure that he would do his best to play the character, whichever one. Uh, but it all comes down to, again, the storyline, and then, like you said, does he look the part as well as play the part? It's, it's all of it, you know? Yeah, I would say, well... Darth Vader is actually a bit of a ripoff of Dr. Doom. Um, and Kylo Ren's a bit of a ripoff of Darth Vader. So, yeah, yeah. I, I can kind of see him doing it. Uh, we'll see. It, I, I think right now people are just throwing out rumors just to be noticed. Mm-hmm. But that's exactly what they are. They're rumors. Uh, we're not going to know until they announce the official cast. Oh, Wakanda Forever is projected to make $175 million when it opens up in a few weeks over the weekend. Isn't that kind of low? I thought it was kind of high. I thought it was kind of low. I mean, for the projection of like not having, you know, a Black Panther movie for a while now. And then this comes out. I mean, I would expect more. I, I don't think too many people are going to see this one because, first of all, it doesn't look like a Black Panther movie. Uh, 
you know, I don't want to be derogatory towards women, but it does seem like the majority of cast are, are female in this movie. Um, and Namor looks horrific. Every time I see him, I get more and more pissed off because you get a bit, a bit more clearer picture of what he's looking like in the movie. And he just looks like a disaster to me. Uh, to me, like Nemor is a ripoff of the Aztec culture with adding in Atlantis. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that I deeply have a problem with because, again, you know, they're using ancient civilization stuff uh, in this. And I mean, since you you brought it up, uh, I looked at both of the posters and if you look at it, uh, there's one where they're upside down. So like the Black Panthers are up front and then the Atlanteans are like upside down. And it's kind of giving this conveying of two worlds, you know, n- not necessarily of the, the ground and, and the water. But to me, it, it sounded very much like. Hear me out, because it is a little out there and you're always going to get that from me because uh, I love to make people think. But there's uh, there's several scientists, astronomers and theories out there <laughs> that aliens exist and that aliens actually uh, survey us. They're always watching us and recording what we do. And it's very interesting because they state that the Atlanteans and other uh, civilizations that the Aztecs and the Egyptians were aided by aliens. Mm, And so there's a, so there's a lot of like symbolism in the poster that kind of convey that Uh, you also see that in the way that these tribes move like you see how in Wakanda they can just jump and like leap high or they have this like ability of this communication with the plants and and these different forms of weapons and then you see the same thing with the Atlanteans that they can be underwater and yet they can be on earth and they can breathe and they can move in a way that others can't and obviously if you're underwater Time is relative. Time is different in water as well as it is in in the air. And constantly these films, every Marvel film lately has been talking about the universe. So they're showing portals and they're showing like this, this essence of beyond human. So I thought that was very interesting to use that in this, uh, in these posters and also in the trailers of, you know, the Black Panther Uh, So it's also, again, like introducing maybe not a cult, but now another different sector of, you know, anything metaphysical. So I thought that was very interesting. But again, like they're not paying homage to it. Instead, they're just using it to make a Marvel film and, you know, just entertain us where to me, it's just like, pisses me off because the likeliness of people not even catching it, let alone reading a book are not going to understand these things. And it's like, those are civilizations that are thousands upon thousands of years old. And people are still not realizing that the scientists and the anthropologists are wrong. What I mean by they're wrong 
is that they don't really know how old we are. They don't really know how old humanity is. They have a theory. I agree with you there. But, you know, they can't go all the way to the bottom of the ocean, right? They can't go to where all the things that are frozen or under the sand of Egypt. They don't know if there's other civilizations or other temples that are hidden that are older than that. And that's what's like, you know, beautiful in a way. Maybe we maybe we don't need to know. Maybe we shouldn't know. (laughs) Maybe we don't need to know everything, you know, but it's like they just constantly like use these themes, you know, because this is where beginning of civilization is, at least as we know it. It went from Sumeria to Egyptian, African and then to the rest of the world. And at the same time, on the other side was you know, the Asian uh, cultures, and then the Mayan, Incan, Aztecs, and then the uh, older than them was the Olmecs. So, you know, it's like interesting that they put those histories into Black Panther. Yeah, well, you know, it's funny because I know you had sent those posters to us and you're like, am I the only one seeing this? And I was like, I was like, is, is Satan in this poster? Because <laughs> I didn't see anything. You know, yeah, I mean, but I mean, they're using but the you look, from the Aztecs and all that. And I get what you're saying about the women, too, because, you know, they want to show like divine women, empowering of women. Yeah. But all women don't have to fight. That's what men do. Women fight. In oh, that's sexist, way. Fedra. Oh, I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't I don't care when we look at, you know, in if we look at history Women did not fight all on combat. Uh, Amazonian women fought. You know that they do, you know what they used to do? They used to cut off their breast. I for, know what's name. For, Gail Gadot yeah. pushed that for so long because crazy. No, because like she was it, it was annoying when she was pushing it though. Oh, it I'm like, sorry. Okay. Oh, no, I'm not no, I'm not saying you were annoying, but no, she was pushing it because I think uh Again, we lived in a different time back then when she was cast as Wonder Woman. And someone was saying that, you know, she's too skinny to play Wonder Woman. And I was probably I was on that board, too. But, you know, she kept every time she would do an interview, it's like, did you know that the Amazons, what they would do is they would cut off one of their breasts. And I heard that so many friggin times from her. It just it annoyed the hell out of me. She was like a robot. I'm not like. But if you look at Spartan culture, Spartan women didn't mutilate themselves. And in fact, yes, they were trained. They were drafted just like, you know, basic training. But then what? They were put back into civilization. And then they had to what? Intercourse. And then when they had children, if they had a male, the boy would have to leave the home at age eight and become a man and have to train. Oh, and that was all true? Would... In 300? Yeah. 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 Oh, it was yeah, brutal. I thought that was fiction. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole civil, like all of them knew how to fight to the death. And yeah, the men went through that passage. And if you didn't make it, you were dead. And then if you were uh, if you were disabled or if you lost a leg or a limb, you were thrown off the cliff. You can't you can't defend your country. If you can't defend your country, what are you worth for? That was the mentality of the Spartan mentality. That's, they were freaking you know, that's why kids are so spoiled today. 
I guess. They should be uh, kicked out when so they're eight years that, old. That's the only problem I have with this, you know, all women cast because, I mean, I haven't seen it yet. So if they show me that there's a healer and a scientist and there's strategy, but if this is just going to be, you know, female with knives and guns and just well, fighting, I, say, I then think it's, it's going to be that. I, I, I think well, that's what I yeah, that's what I mean. Whether it's sexist or not, that's not how divine women fight. And what I mean by divine, I'm just meaning aligned and balanced with their true nature. Who am I to say that there's a true nature? That's my opinion. You don't have to you know, follow it. But I feel that there is a true nature of men. Men are more <laughs> aggressive. Y'all are just like trying to, 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 you know, use that, that physical power. Women are passive. So we're good at making deals, strategic trade. I mean, I wish you watch Game of Thrones because in Game of Thrones, they show you how women of royalty used their power in medieval times. And it was toxic Ain't as hell. Happen. Ain't going to happen, Fedra. I, I mean, I'm just giving that as an example. There's a new show I want to watch. It's called The Serpent Woman. Same thing. It's going to be in, in medieval time. So you have to show the they show the rules of the court and how she has to maneuver that. And that's what women did. And well, they got a lot done. And, you know, yeah, they didn't they didn't go up to somebody and, and get the dagger. But, you know, they got a person to go to the apothecary to get certain herbs and then do it on this particular night. And then that person's dead and then they get their property and then they kill whatever. And then, oh, now they're, you know, three times as rich. Oh, thank for me. Oh, yes. You know, and it's evil as hell. But they didn't charge and have an army they did it the back way you know men go through the front door you know well getting back to wakanda forever i think just yeah. from the trailer it's going to be about a half an hour of them mourning the death of t'challa and then the they'll be invaded by the atlanteans and then they're just going to push that they're all women and that they don't need men you know men to basically defend them you know, from they can they can be victorious without men. I think that that's going to be the message. And if the movie doesn't do well at the box office, they're going to blame sexism. You know that not enough men have gone and seen it because the cast was predominantly women. Uh, I can guarantee you. Well, I I've seen it before. I'm sure it's going to happen again uh, with this one too. And that well, this is my question. So they're projecting 175 million opening weekend for it do you think it's going to be higher or lower i'm only going to aim higher because people have been waiting for this like they excuse me they wanted to they wanted to see another black panther i don't i know that it's not going to be the black panther that they want but nonetheless they're going to support it so i would say it might reach higher than that i am going to say lower much lower i will say over 100 million, but I, I probably about 110 million. I I, oh, I just wow. think that people are looking at this and they don't see a sequel to Black Panther with this. It's it's like son of or or daughter of Black Panther. It's sister of Black Panther, basically. And that's yeah. not what a Black Panther 2 sequel should be. Agreed. Unless like there's like word of mouth that there's something at the closing credits that implies that there is another Black Panther that's going to emerge 
or that T'Challa is still alive. I, I just don't think people are going to want to see this over and over again. Um, well, I, that's how I feel anyway. All right, let's get on to our last story. And we've talked about this guy before. So Ezra Miller has been charged for felony burglary. Burglary, can't say that word. Uh, he pleaded not guilty. And if he is convicted, he will face 26 years in a Vermont prison. Yes, I believe it was either January 13th or January 23rd is his hearing. And I'm going to be praying that he gets the full count. You know, it's weird that I was reading this and it says Miller faces a maximum of 26 years, which is pretty long behind bars, as well as over $2,000 if found guilty. That seems kind of like a weird discrepancy that it's $2,000 in 26 years. You know, that's not that much. I mean, you've got to pay $2,000, uh, you know, as well. I mean, I know, like they say, a maximum, he'll never do 26 years. It, it's not going to happen. I think that they're just kind of overblowing it. Um, I don't think he's, he's going to do any time. They'll probably come to an agreement. Like it, that's what's, that's why he hasn't been in prison is because all these people that come out and say, well, he did this to me and they're about to take him to court. He just dumps a pile of money on them. And then they're like, they'll go, no, we're good. You know, it's like, yeah, no, we're, everything's fine. And that's what I hate about that. That's like yes. their, their justice is like, well, we'll just buy them out. We're silencing it you know, almost to imply that it never happened. It did happen. It's just that they got bought off. And no, he should, he should, in my opinion, serve at least 10 years. Uh, he, he committed, for, he committed two assaults already to two different people that was on video as well as having, you know, that family of people at his house true, but, with but, guns and, and, but this isn't what that's about, though. This is about him, you know, stealing alcohol from somebody's house. I don't think he deserves 26 years or 10 years. You know, you, you can't include those other crimes in it because they are not official crimes if he was never charged for them. You know? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't know that that was not a part of this. No, so it, this is just stealing alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. That I mean, isn't that a misdemeanor? Or could be. That's not. Yeah, a he, yeah. It's it's for stealing three bottles of liquor, gin, vodka, and rum. From yeah, somebody's it's a slap pantry. of the wrist. He's not going to serve. Dang it. Yeah, but I guess in you know that he could serve a maximum of twenty six years, but that's crazy. I mean, that's Vermont law. Uh, I I I think it's just like a lot of people are blowing out of proportion because everybody likes to crap on Ezra Miller because nobody really likes him except for the people that are in his cult. No, and, I mean, if he hadn't done these things, I'd have no problem with the guy. Yeah. But he's done some serious, really unstable stuff. I think, and I don't think this is the end of it. If he gets a slap or uh, other wrist, this is not the end. I mean, that's a very mentally unstable person. I mean, not only does he not, they not know who they are. Um, you know, there's also the fact that he has a drug and alcohol problem and as well as assaults people and, and is using his celebrity status as well as orientation status to 
get away with anything that he wants. So there's going to have to be a turning point. You know, there's going to be a time where he's either going to mess with the wrong person or justice is going to happen. And it's just like, I rather he get justice and get the help that he needs than mess with the wrong person and be really messed up. You know, I mean, it, it's just your luck runs out when you go looking for trouble. And he's been really look. They have been looking for trouble. So I, I really, you know. Oh, you're nice using pronouns. I'm really trying. <laughs> I'm, I am trying not to for him. Uh, you know, but you, but you, you know, you're entitled to, to it. Yeah. And I, I feel that just this is not the end of it. And, and that's why I'm upset. Because I just hope means more people are going to get hurt. I hope he spends some time in jail just because I want to see his ass get kicked because I could just yeah. see him debating pronouns with other convicts, you know, that he wants to be referred to as they, them. They, mm, he better be careful because he's got a pretty face. So <laughs> better be careful. They're <laughs> it, not going to care about the pronouns at that point. They'll have like the, uh, what is it like the warden come in and it's like, well, where's Miller? He goes, they're over there and them are over there. <laughs> you know? That's a good skit right there. Yeah, except yeah. I can't, I don't have good delivery for it. Um, but you know, he's going to do it again because yeah. Warner Brothers is basically done with him after this flash movie comes out. They're getting rid of him. This, I mean, I've, I've heard this again. It's rumors that they're looking at other people to play the flash. I don't understand the flash. Flash is another one who's just a boring character. Uh, Taylor, when he was on this podcast, he loved the Flash. I never understood the love for the Flash. I mean, the Flash is cool, but I agree with you that it, it it can't just be like you can't just make a movie on its own just the Flash. But if you add on other characters, it could be a really cool. Yeah, it uh, could be a side character. Yeah, because nobody wants to watch a movie about a guy that runs fast. You know, it's. Who, nah. who cares? I want to see somebody that flies or, or turns green, you know, and you know what I'm saying? It's just, eh. I mean, it could be a, a moment, you know, or a couple of moments in the movie where the flash is the one that saves the day or they all work as a team and, you know, flash is the one that triumphs, but you have to have a whole team. It can't just be flash. It's just too, like you said, bland and just not, you know, yeah, it's like exciting. The, it's the Andor of superhero movies. Exactly. Boring. All right, let's wrap this one up. So, Fedric, can you tell everyone where they can find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram, Fedricris. You can be my friend on Facebook, or you could email me at Fedra at wdwnt.com. How's your, uh, what is that called? Tuesday? Oh, my podcast. Yeah. What's it called again? Soul Talk Tuesday. Soul Talk Tuesday. How's that going? It's going well. Uh, the illustrations are almost done. I've I've already uh, launched the Zero episode on this distributor called Podbean. I don't know if you've heard of it. Nope. But Podbean can kind of distribute to wherever you want to be on podcasts. So it's coming along. I will definitely let you know when I've launched the the first seven episodes, but it's right around the corner. It's been a a hefty project, passion project, and 
Of course, thank you for all your advice and, and help on it. Oh no, I, you know, I want to help some more. Just let me know when you know when you need it. Definitely, definitely. I feel like I just need just a little bit more help on the the tweaking of the music uh, part of it, and then should be good to go. I, I really can't wait to launch it, and I can't wait to have you on the show sometime. Yeah, it should be fun. It'll be all all spiritual, you know. Yeah. I, I really, what I truly love so far about listening and editing those episodes is that every story is different, and yet a lot of them have a lot of parallels. And these people have never met each other, and they're from all different states and all different types of spiritual backgrounds. And it's funny how certain things are the same when it comes to them grounding themselves and finding themselves and going on that journey so i i think uh it's a perfect time for people to listen to that and to you know find their own spiritual practice what did it mean to them to be spiritual and understand that that unique part of of themselves it's it doesn't have to be the same for everyone i dig you all right, yeah, and if you want, you can email me at joe at wdwnt.com or send me your friend request on Facebook and check out WDW News Today, Disneyland News Today, as well as Universal Parks News Today for all your Disney and Universal news. And finally, if you like our show and enjoy other WDWNT podcasts and like to become a Patreon supporter, please visit the WDWNT Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash WDWNT. So with that, this will be the end of DWNT Nerd Alert Season 8, Episode 46. So until next time, see ya. Good night, everyone.